0: But for all the dads out there, I would say if you have something that you want to do, do it. You can do it. Even if you have a three- and a one-year-old at home and you're tired from your three- and a one-year-old, you can do it. Put your mind to it. Get it done. Put your head down and go. You can do it. Don't let your kids limit you. Live your life and enjoy your life as well as long as you live, you know, happily with your kids and you know, just do what you want to do. Live your life too. Hey,
1: everybody! Welcome back to the Fit Father Podcast. This is episode number three. My name is Spencer Gallo. I'm the founder of Gallo Fitness and the host of the Fit Father Podcast. Today, I'm talking to an amazing father of two, that dad at Disney, a former Jerseyan, one of my best friends. He is a self-proclaimed limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheel and dealing, marathon running dad of two kids, Ryan and Alyssa. Ladies and gentlemen. Dominic LaRusso. Dom, thanks for coming, man. Welcome to the pod.
0: What's up, buddy? How are you?
1: Good, good. How you been?
0: Pretty good. You know, had to turn on the heat in the house this morning. It's cold down in Florida today.
1: Yeah, you Floridians complaining about sixty degree weather? I'm up here with a hoodie. <laughs> oh
0: man, it's forty five degrees this morning.
1: Man, you just can't, you can't you move out of Jersey and then you go to Florida and now you're just spoiled with uh with having that heat wave.
0: I know, and my kids too. It's it's crazy. Walks outside and they say they're freezing. So,
1: well, yeah. I mean, that Ryan only knew Jersey when he was so young that it didn't really matter. Yeah, Ryan he's only known Florida.
0: Yeah, he moved down here when he was 10 months old. Alyssa was born here, so.
1: Right, yeah.
0: So, yeah, what's going on? What do we, uh, let's talk. Uh, Yeah,
1: I would say let's let's jump right in. So give me, give give everybody listening kind of a little bit of your background, you know, work, family, um, you know, obviously we went to school together. We've known each other for a very long time. Um, So for everybody listening, kind of give them that background of what you do, you know, your wife, kids. Uh, and ultimately kind of wrap it up with how you ended up deciding that you wanted to become a marathon runner.
0: Okay. All right. So uh, obviously Spencer said, my name is Dominic and I originally lived up in New Jersey. I moved down to Florida in uh, right in the middle of the pandemic of July of 2020. So that was fun. We moved to Orlando. We just wanted to be closer to Disney. Um, We moved Uh, With my son, Ryan, who was 10 months at the time, our two dogs, Desna and Morgan. And um, let's see, what else? We had our daughter, Alyssa, down here. So she's a full-born Floridian with the Floridian birth certificate, the only one. Um, I'm an architect. I work for Fugelberg-Kosh Winter Park, Florida, down here. My wife's a teacher. She teaches fourth grade. And uh, why I wanted to become a marathoner. I've constantly done half marathons, uh, 10Ks, 5Ks. I always said I wanted to do a full marathon Uh, and moving down here to Florida where you could train year round. Don't have to worry about running in the cold. um, Made that possible. So that was uh, why I decided to finally pull the trigger and do it
1: nice nice so now for for those of you listening when he says they moved to orlando to be closer to disney they had a disney proposal and a disney themed wedding so when he says they wanted to be closer to disney this is a disney family through and through my wife and i got tired of leaving here we
0: used to you know jump on those 40 dollars flights from spirit from atlantic city to orlando just for the weekend and we finally just said you know what we're we're sick of leaving here let's just stay here so that's what we decided to do
1: nice so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw you a quick layup do you want to brag about your time and pace for the uh the marathon
0: oh yeah um all right so i ran that 26.2 miles in five hours and 34 minutes um it was it was tough not gonna lie i would say it was uh harder i would say it was harder mentally than it was physically to be honest with you but yeah, I did it. I came in uh what was it three thousand nine hundred and sixty-second place out of over twelve thousand. So not that bad.
1: Top top twenty-five. Yeah, top
0: you know. twenty-five. So <laughs> not that bad. I'll take it for my first one.
1: Yeah, right. So the next one you're gonna be running is uh what Boston marathon going for the win or something?
0: Oh man, I wish. I said the only way I would do a full marathon is if it was a Disney marathon or a Boston marathon and Unfortunately, I probably wouldn't qualify for the Boston Marathon. So I'll settle for just Disney.
1: Yeah. So how many does Disney run marathons like all the time? Or is it like they have one marathon and you're you either run it or you don't?
0: No. So run Disney has a run season. It starts in November and it concludes in April. So uh, November is usually the wine and dine. So that start that's just a half marathon 10K, 5K. The January gets into, that's the world the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend. That's where the marathon is. That's the only marathon that Disney uh, hosts during the year because the rest of the events just end with uh, either 10Ks or half marathons. So it's one one
1: time for the year. Gotcha, gotcha. So kind of take it all the way back before Disney 5Ks, 10Ks. Where did you kind of start coming into running and, and wanting to become a runner? I know I, me personally, like I hate running, I hate cardio. So how, what, like, what got you into becoming a runner?
0: And that's what makes us great friends. Cause we're opposites. Like I hate going to the gym and weightlifting and everything like that. And you hate running and I love running. So where I got in from running, um, my dad, my dad was a big runner. Uh, he always ran like the races in New Jersey, like the spring, Lake five and all those kind of those things. So I always ran with him and I loved running with him. It was always a way for me to, um, you know, de-stress. And it was just my time, my peaceful time. I, people probably find this weird. I do not run with headphones. I run in silence. I like to just be in my own mind and just put my head down and go. And, you know, it's my time away from everything chaotic. And that's just what I love to do to, you know, de-stress.
1: Yeah. A thousand percent. You are a sociopath for running without
0: headphones. (laughs) Yeah. it's, It's not a debate. Everybody always gives me such a hard time. Like, what do you listen to when you run podcasts or anything like that? Nope. Silence. I just, I don't like to listen to anything.
1: I can't imagine. I mean, I, I also like, because I am a gym goer, I can only imagine like the days that my headphones die mid workout. And I'm like, Crap! <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't don't gyms I, always have music going and stuff like that, and TVs and stuff like that? When you're running, you're just out on the road. You got nothing around you. But yeah, yeah, it's peaceful and it's relaxing for me, and that's why I love it.
1: Gotcha. So but the gym
0: stresses me out. There's so many people. There's so many pieces of equipment all around that I don't personally know what to do with. You know, sometimes. So that gives me like anxiety, stresses me out. That's why I just like to do my own thing in my own lane and run.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, excuse me, that said, you did dabble in weightlifting for a while, correct?
0: Yeah, you got me into that. I'll blame that on you. How'd that go? It was okay. I mean, I enjoyed, you know, again, the benefit of living in Florida. I used to, and you know, we have a clubhouse with our own gym here in our neighborhood. So it was nice that, you know, when the kids went to bed at nine o'clock, I would take my bike over to the gym. as like three quarters of a mile bike ride. And I did enjoy that. But when I got to the gym, it just honestly, it stressed me out. I mean, it personally, it didn't do much for me. Like I didn't like it I didn't love it. it it's just not my thing
1: yeah yeah you just but, t- but stick to running it. and
0: but I tried it I tried it and you know it's just it's not for everybody
1: yep yeah totally hear that so <clears throat> um for those of you that don't know I was a layup for myself uh I I coached him for a couple of months to uh I got the hey man I need to I need to start lifting and lose some weight can you help me out and I was training Dominic for I think it was probably about three months, um,
0: three months. Great, great coach, great app to work with really, you know, you know, told you what you needed to do, what you need to do and, you know, get it done as quick as possible for a busy dad like me and Spencer knew what he was doing, but you know, it's just not for everybody.
1: Yeah. So that said, given that, uh, you know, obviously for a marathon, like you don't just pick up one day and say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to go run 26 miles and I've never run a day in my life. So with marathon training, you kind of mentioned it earlier is that you, you know, balancing the kids being in Florida, you were able to train kind of year round for that marathon. How did that kind of balance between your wife, your kids work, like all that? How are you able to balance kind of that training schedule knowing that, you know, if you ran a marathon in five and a half hours, you're probably doing training runs for like two hours like how are you able to balance longer those than, runs with like all of that. your family obligations
0: yeah so my wife is a superstar she really took over uh for me while i was doing this training the training is tedious i mean uh what was it wednesdays and fridays i would wake up to two to three miles at you know 5 30 in the morning that was every wednesday friday sundays were always my long runs so i would do you know eight nine nine, ten the longest training run that I did was 20 miles and that was a little over four hours. Luckily my mom was here watching the kids. So Lauren was able to bike that with me and have water, you know, jelly beans, like all that kind of stuff to get me through that 20 mile run. But I trained, you know, I ran over, what was it? I think over 300 training miles or something for this marathon. So it's, it's very time consuming, but, you know, I'm happy I did it. Looking back, I wouldn't change it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to bring up is just like the mindset of kind of running 26 miles. I think you, you and I have had this conversation, but you, yeah. you mentioned it a little bit earlier as well as at what point in 26 miles do you just hit a wall where you're like, you know what? F this. I really wish that I hadn't done this.
0: Oh, man. So Disney is great. And, you know, being a Disney fanatic. Um, so you, you start in Epcot and you're running the roads all around Disney. And then mile 10 is running right down Main Street, USA, running right to the castle, mile 10. Uh, then you leave Magic Kingdom at mile 11. And then you go on a long stretch from like 11 to... 18 and that's where you hit animal kingdom so between that 11 and 18 uh, that was like hell dude it was you know mile 15 16 17 that's where you're you're hitting a wall and you're like what the hell am I doing because I still have nine miles to go or 10 miles to go at mile 16 and uh, but Disney is great with it and that's why I said I'd always do a Disney marathon because they have entertainment throughout the course. I mean, they had characters, live bands, DJs, you know, everything to distract you from it. But to answer your question, yeah, mile 15, 16, 17, that's where you hit the wall.
1: Gotcha. So how did you kind of overcome that, like in your own brain? Like, obviously, you already said, like, you don't run with headphones. So it's not like you can just like zone in and be like, okay, like, just keep keep running to the beat or whatever. Like what I I don't like running. But when I did run, like I would put on like high BPM music and just focus on like the rhythm. It it was like just a metronome basically beating in my head. Like, how did you, how did you balance when you hit that, you know, 15, 16, where you're like, I frigging hate this. Like, I wish that I could stop and you don't have headphones. Like, how are you overcoming that to like, keep pushing to get to that, like animal kingdom piece of the marathon?
0: Well, like I said, like right there, there's characters in the live band, the live band was awesome. So that really uh, helped out and gave you like the, the boost that it needed. And um, I just kept thinking, you know, my kids are at the finish line, my wife's at the finish line, my parents and my in-laws are at the finish line waiting for me. And, you know, I just wanted to accomplish this with all of them to have all of them there just kept getting me through the race knowing that they were all at the finish line waiting for me. So
1: nice. Yeah. It's, and I, I can imagine like you, all of a sudden you like show up on like the little golf cart and you're like, yeah, I didn't finish that. Like just that like feeling of defeat.
0: That was never, that was never in my mind, man. That was never in my mind. The problem I did have was I started out really fast. I guess my adrenaline was pumping and I was training like, you know, 12, 1250, 13 minute miles, just because I knew, you know, long distance, you got to slow your pace down. I'm no Olympian. Um, And I actually went out of the gate, my first 10 miles, I was doing 1045s. And I had to slow myself down because I knew I was going to gas out. I didn't realize it, my adrenaline was just going. And um, yeah, so slowing myself down at that point, uh, also helped too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine like coming out, you know, it's like the horse racing. It's like you come out of the chute real fast and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, I can't I can't keep this up forever. Like,
0: yeah, you know, and Disney, you know, they count you down three, two, one. They got the big fireworks going, you know, <laughs> you're you're going under the fireworks and, you know, your adrenaline's pumping. So
1: yeah, it's, like, it's like walking out to WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I didn't check my pace until I got to magic kingdom because everyone, cause my family was going to see me on main street. So the spectators can, you know, be everywhere scattered throughout the course and they were going to be in magic kingdom. And they were like, you know, dude, you're going, you're going really fast. Like we didn't anticipate you getting to magic kingdom that fast. That's when I finally checked my pace and I was like, Oh, sh-. can we curse on this? I didn't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. I got, I got the little E on the, the podcast. <laughs>
0: I was like, Oh shit. I didn't realize I was going, you know, 10 minute, 45 second miles. I got to slow down. So um, my kids and Lauren didn't make it to magic kingdom, but my parents were there. So it was good.
1: Nice. So <clears throat> during like the training and everything, obviously like, again, I'm not a runner, but I've watched the Boston marathon quite a few times from my time living there
0: watched it together. Yeah.
1: Yep. So you you mentioned that like one of your last long runs was the 20 mile that like Lauren was able to come with you and kind of feeding you like jelly beans and water and stuff. So throughout the course, obviously like in Boston, like they have all the little stands and all that. And spectators are literally just like giving you like orange slices and stuff. But for you, as you were going through, like, what, what were the things that or like, was there locations or times or anything like that where you're like, I know I'm going to eat or have this thing at this point and and kind of what were those things that were, you were using to fuel yourself to keep, to keep going.
0: Yeah. So at the beginning of the race, they, are you talking about the actual marathon or training? Both,
1: Both. I guess it's just kind of the, like, what, you know, what food were you eating? Like, obviously you can't just run, like you can't be an asshole eating McDonald's every day of the week and be like, Hey, I'm going to go run a marathon. Like you obviously had to be fueling your body in a very specific manner.
0: I did eat McDonald's man. And you know, I eat I at Disney every weekend, you know, but, um, okay. So really the night before the first, uh, let's see the last four nights before the actual marathon, um, I was just eating, you know, pasta, carving up water. I was very, um, I was watching my sugar intake before the marathon. I just didn't want to drink soda or anything like that. Cause so it was cramps. That's bad. Um, uh, so Yeah, but during the race, I knew, I said to myself, I was going to stop at every water station, because it was going to be humid, it started out cold, because the race starts at five in the morning, you got to be there at four in the morning. Um, So I was leaving my house at 230 in the morning. And it was going to be cold at the beginning, but then they called for it to be humid later on. So, you know, hydrating during the race was key, and they reminded us constantly of that. They would have on the DJ booths, the speakers, everything. So I was always stopping. It was great. They had Powerade water. You could choose whatever you wanted. Some of the food that they gave out during the race, bananas, um, these energy jelly beans, which I don't know if you've ever seen them before. They're made by Jelly Belly, but they're, you know, loaded with, uh, whatever you guys probably what you put in your powdered drink or Yeah, whatever it's like, like caffeinated
1: that. or something yeah,
0: some, something like that they were pretty good not bad um but yeah those gave us the extra boost at like 18 um they also had like water towels sponges and everything like that to keep yourself cool and everything because it did get humid by 10 o'clock um it was it was pretty it was pretty warm and you're running on the pavement in florida so got hot. yeah so yeah just hydration was key uh lauren would bring like crackers pretzels salts salts was uh big um because you know you're sweating you're losing the salt and everything so um yeah that was key and you know i would do it again
1: yeah yeah i would say did you already sign up for the next one
0: i did not i think i'm going to take a year off and then maybe uh maybe I'll, I'll get into the next one. We'll see. I think my kids need to be a little older. Cause like I said, it's, it was very hard and time consuming with a three and a one-year-old at home to know on a Sunday, I had to go out and run, you know, two, three mile training runs um, and knowing, you know, I felt bad sometimes leaving my wife home every Sunday in the morning with the kids, but you know, we have a great balance and she's training for her half marathon now. So we flipped the roles and I'm taking care of the kids while she trains for her half marathon.
1: Nice. I assume also a Disney marathon.
0: Of course, dude, we live in Orlando.
1: (laughs) Awesome, man. So when it comes to, like you mentioned earlier, you know, you got into running because of your dad, um, Were there anybody like, would you have any other mentors or or coaches or anything like that? Like maybe in like high school, like if you did like track and field or any of that, like, were there any, you know, people that you looked up to outside of your dad or, or I guess, including your dad that were kind of mentors that were kind of pushing you to, to get into running and running better or smarter or anything like that?
0: Yeah. So being a pitcher in high school for baseball, you know, they always made us run because we had to build our stamina and everything like that. So that's where running really started. And that's where my dad, you know, got me into running because you need to build that stamina pitchers run, you know, in between innings, you would run the warning track um, for high school and everything. So, you know, that's where it started. And, I never took it really seriously because honestly, I didn't like it. I didn't like running in high school. I never went distance like in high school. The most I would do is probably three miles. That's it. But then, you know, as I got older, I didn't even really run in college. So it was really after college uh, coming home. That's where I really started running. And it was the Disney races that really got me into running um, and enjoying running
1: nice yeah i was say i don't like during college in our time that we knew each other like i don't remember you yeah, being like a huge runner and like getting up at five in the morning and running the streets of boston <laughs> yeah I, mean, there's, I can remember a few handful of times where i
0: went to you know go run like around fenway park because you know we could it was awesome yeah. to do so but you know boston's freaking cold for it was probably cold three quarters of the time that we were there we weren't there in the summer except you know the last year so it was always cold and you know who wants to run in the freezing cold your lungs lungs tighten up you know so
1: yeah nice so um when it comes to kind of post-college I know that at one point in time I actually just told a story uh on a previous episode of how I was like doing intermittent fasting and, and low carb and all that and I'd come to visit you and tried to steal my freaking McDonald's from me speaking of McDonald's um but I remember at that point like I got up at like seven o'clock one morning and I was like got up went like walked out to get coffee or whatever and I was like where the hell is Dominic and it was like you were out on like some crazy long run or whatever yeah
0: Dude, just you wait until you have kids and you don't have a second to yourself. You'll be eating McDonald's. You'll text me. I guarantee it. You'll be like, all right, this is a quick meal just to get food on the table. I guarantee it when you have kids.
1: I'm sure it's coming. It's, but... it's coming.
0: Just you wait. Just you wait. Because <laughs> you'll, do, you'll do anything to just get yourself 10 minutes where you don't have to cook anything or meal prep or anything. When you have a three and a one-year-old, you're in survival
1: mode. I'll tell you that so that's that is a good point though so when it comes to you know like diet and nutrition is like you guys go to disney all the time you're eating out at disney you obviously like occasionally will end up getting you know mcdonald's or burger king or whatever like fast food how are you kind of balancing that aspect with you know like the hey i'm training for a marathon like i need to to eat certain things or or train properly and like you know you're mid thirties, like early mid thirties, like, how are you kind of balancing all that with just the general health aspect of like, your kids are three and one, like, you kind of want to be around when, you know, they're running marathons at 30 years old.
0: Yeah. So, you know, Disney actually has a shirt, I run Disney, so I can eat Disney. So I run to keep my weight down from eating whatever I want. You know, when I'm running, I constantly say, you know, people, you know, run so they could lose weight or, or something like that. But, you know, running doesn't necessarily get you to lose weight. Um, you've, you've talked to me about that. We've had that conversation. Um, but I also run just to, to maintain, you know, so I can eat what I want, you know, at this stage in the game. Do I want to eat better, you know, when my kids are, you know, older and everything like that? And when I have more time, Like I get home at six o'clock, my kids go to bed at eight. I don't want to spend an hour of that time that I could have with my kids cooking, cleaning up dinner and everything like that. I want to spend those two hours that I have with my kids. So to just put a quick meal on the table to just get a quick, you know, dinner, even if it's fast food, look, I know fast food's not the best for you, obviously, but Like I said, it's just when you have a three and a one-year-old, you're getting home from work at six o'clock, the kids go to bed at eight, it's survival mode. And that's, you know, that's life. And you'll, you'll find out, you'll see. And I'm sure a lot of dads out there will agree with me. It is survival mode when you have, you know, those young kids and you just want to spend time with them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, even now, like when I get home from work, it's like, you know, three, four hours hours of time of home, just like to relax and do whatever, like, you know, outside of coming home from engineering, it's like coming home, working on, you know, podcast stuff, working on coaching, like all the other, you know, hats that I have that I have to wear is trying to balance all of that with, you know, Hey, like, I still want to spend time with my fiance and my dog and, you know, kick back and be able to watch, you know, an episode of Netflix and not feel like I'm a lazy POS sitting on a couch exactly. doing nothing.
0: Exactly. And I gotta say, I don't feel like I'm that at all. Um, Cause like I said, it just, you know, this is temporary. The kids are three and one. They're this age, you know, once in a lifetime and I want to enjoy and take, uh, take in every second that I have with them at this age, because they're great. They're so much fun to, to be around. And we just laugh and have fun and I enjoy every second of it.
1: Yeah. So uh, the last episode I was talking with Robert McVie and he brought up how once his son was born, he's like every single thing that he does, you know, previously leading up to that was like, it was about me. It was about my wife. I like that was it. He's like, but then my kid came, he's like, every single thing that I do now is for him and for my kids like the the analogy that he said he's like it literally when they were born it was like somebody ripped my heart out and like duct taped it to him and every time that he comes and goes like he takes like my heart with him everywhere and like i'm just here for them
0: yeah that's exactly what it is i mean that's you know that's why you don't want to spend your time slaving in the kitchen and everything like that. You just want to play with them. And when you get home from work, they're so excited to see you because they haven't seen you all day. And you know, when you get that daddy come play, that's what you want to do, you know? So the dinner and that's the last, the last thing on my mind when I get home and you hear those words, daddy come play. That's what you want to
1: do. Yeah. Um, so obviously, uh, most people don't know this, but you and I probably formed a pretty good bond and relationship because of our fanhood of the WWE, uh, throughout college, yes. um, numerous pay-per-views. I think we're at three WrestleManias together now. I think,
0: yeah, that's what we're at. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I've been to, I've yeah. been to four cause you didn't come to new Orleans the second time, but we've done three WrestleManias together, at least one Royal rumble. I think we did, I did at least one more podcast. I don't remember, or what not podcast, Jesus, not one there. more pay per view. I don't remember what it was. Night um, of
0: in Boston. Night that's, of that's right. Yeah. Boston. We sat
1: like sixth row. That's right. Yeah. I knew it was something of Boston. um yeah. Yeah. So that said, what is Ryan's number one wrestling move right now?
0: Oh, man. He loves taking the suplex. So here we go. I am taking him to his first show here at the Amway Center, Monday Night Raw, February 6th. He's afraid of fireworks, so I'm not sure how I'm going to get around this yet.
1: (laughs) Um, He's got earplugs or something.
0: We'll see how it goes, but he does love it. He likes watching it with me. He loves, you know, doing the moves. Now that he's in school, I have to tone it down a little bit because I don't want him to, you know go into school and start suplexing people and jumping on them like he does with me. Uh, so yeah, suplex. He loves jumping off the bed onto me. Um, you know, getting him into wrestling first show at three years old, Monday night raw. Let's do it.
1: There you go. I'm sure that it's, that's, you know, way, way, way past his bedtime, but
0: my mother-in-law is not happy <laughs> about it, but you know, whatever. That's why <laughs> you she's your in-law. exactly royal rumbles tonight tell me who's your pick to win it
1: oh my god i haven't watched in so long Uh, Um,
0: rumble is tonight i don't know i I don't know when this is gonna air but it's uh saturday so
1: today today this is being recorded uh saturday january 28th it will be released february 1st so for all of you listening um you already know the answer to this question um or, or if not, you can at least Google it. Um, I don't even know. Dude, I literally, I, I mean, you remember this. I texted you and uh, one of our other friends, Adriano, like three months ago. And I was like, when did pay-per-views move to Saturday? And you guys were like, it's been like this for like a year. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> ever, since,
0: ever since COVID, you know, everything changed during COVID, of course. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. Pay-per-views on a Saturday is much better, in my opinion.
1: I yeah know. It's, i mean it's easier i mean that was always the hard part on like sundays when it was like wrestlemania was like a six-hour show it ended at midnight and you're like i gotta get up and go to work tomorrow
0: we went to the one wrestlemania what was it uh i forget the one in east rutherford MetLife stadium and they were starting yeah when you got both- the flu yeah no 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 the second one for my birthday the second one. oh yeah yeah. they started the last match what was it they were starting the last match at 12 30 you know on a yeah. Sunday. yeah we didn't
1: even watch it we left when they started the match
0: yeah,
1: yeah, that it was, was so late.
0: Ronda Rousey. Yeah, okay, yeah,
1: yeah. It was, yeah, it was Ronda, Becky, and um, Sasha. Uh, Becky. I, it Charlotte, was a triple threat, Ronda, I think. Charlotte. That's what it was. Yeah. Rick Flair. Woo!
0: Ric Flair's daughter. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm going with The Rock tonight. <clears throat> the Rock's returning to WWE.
1: Oh well, I was just I don't know about that, but uh, yeah. I, don't, I feel like I what little I've been paying attention. I feel like, uh, I hear a lot of good things about, uh, solo Sokoa Mm. that I think that could be a a nice little play with the whole Roman Reigns, uh, bloodline thing. Yes.
0: Yeah. But I'm going with the rock going with the rock, my boy, the rock.
1: Yeah. I, I think, uh, the rock is also, so I have, uh, my list, my hit list of, of folks that I would love to have come on the podcast. And uh, pretty high at the top, uh, probably right below or above Lane Norton is uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, Kevin Hart is also on this list. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page, <laughs> Chris Dude, Jer- said- Chris Jericho. <laughs> what
0: the hell am I doing on if you got those guys on your list? Jeez.
1: All right, it's a hit list, man. It's I got to manifest it, put it out into the world so that so somebody will hear this, somebody will put it along.
0: I'm a big believer of that you put it out in the universe. It'll come true. It'll
1: come to true. So that that is the hope is that uh, one of these days the rock will come on. And, and I've said to uh, Aaron, my fiance, for everybody listening, I said to her, I was like, if I ever actually got the rock on the podcast, I would literally like come like open the screen. I would see Dwayne Johnson on Zoom. I would freeze screenshot it and then just log out because I would have no functional capabilities to like actually hold a conversation with the rock without like hardcore fangirling.
0: And I will fly my ass up there. Cause I will co-host that episode with you <laughs> Damn sure, if you got the rock on.
1: Yeah. Like I was like, I, I don't, I, I, I would just be at a loss, complete and utter loss for words of like, how do I talk to the biggest name it, it probably in the world right now. Like I say everybody to, knows who The Rock is.
0: I say it to everybody. The only two celebrities, and I've met a, a couple good amount of celebrities, the only two celebrities that I would totally fangirl over, Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Tom Brady.
1: Yeah. I've unfortunately, and you know this, I am a diehard Eagles fan, but I have had uh the unfortunate circumstances to use Tom Brady as a very good reference and metric for fitness and and kind of accountability
0: talk about a fit father you know tom brady jesus playing the nfl 40 well
1: okay so first of all tom brady is 45 years old and the only reason that he is still as in shape as he is and this came out a few years ago is that tom brady kisses his kids on the lips and i am convinced that tom brady is a dementor and he is sucking the souls out of his children and that's how he stays so fit i'm convinced
0: i love you and your conspiracy (laughs) theories they're always they're always top-notch i'll tell you that yeah
1: Yeah, I mean, dude, dementors are real. Like,
0: (laughs) and there, and then we have the Rock on his Instagram getting his nails painted and you know getting his makeup done by his daughter. So, what's I don't
1: know. I don't. don't, Yeah. Well, like you, I don't think you know who he is, but Lane Norton uh, is a huge influence for me on on fitness and coaching and everything. Um, He literally, I think it was in December. He became a national champion power lifter again, okay. and he did it with, I think, bright pink or bright purple nail paint because his daughter had painted his nails like the day before the competition. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, that him
0: is to him for leaving that on during that, yeah.
1: And that's, I'm well, like, well, you want to talk about somebody well. that is like the yeah. epitome of a proud father, like, you let your daughter paint your nails one, awesome, two you went and you won a freaking national powerlifting title yeah. with painted nails.
0: Yeah. Like good for him. That's your, that's your, uh, you know, love your kids. That's, you know, that's for your kids. That's great.
1: Yeah. He, he actually, he, he lives down in Tampa.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. So, there you are. so um, too. when are you coming down to Florida?
1: I will be down in two weeks.
0: No, I mean, moving here, living here. Oh, okay. that's not gonna happen. That's another conversation'll we'll we
1: have okay yeah yeah what- yeah. once this podcast takes off and i and I start getting sponsored by the likes of McDonald's and you know Anheuser Bush, maybe we'll talk about
0: it. I think we'll probably have to go live out in l a or something like that
1: yeah yeah i'll be I'll be getting my nails painted by somebody else, and it won't be my kid, but just you to go. you know just like throw money at things yeah
0: go. <laughs> good luck, all power to you good luck
1: um. Awesome, man. So I think uh, kind of wrapping up a little bit, uh, is there any story that you think you could tell that really sums up um, kind of like overall fatherhood and the kind of maintaining, being able to be a marathon runner while also dealing with all of your family obligations? Like, is there one story from maybe like your training that really like sums up or, or even, I guess, you know, seeing the kids at the finish line, like what, what, what's one story that you would say really like solidifies the concept of maintaining your fitness while still being a freaking awesome dad?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it's not really, maybe a story more advice, but always, you know, my kids, after all my runs, they knew when I was running, so they and they knew when I got home because I would text my wife say, "I'm home, can I have water?" you know, and my kids would run out with a cup of ice water for me when I was done. But for all the dads out there, I would say, if you have something that you want to do, do it. You can do it. even if you have a three and a one year old at home and you're tired from your you know your three and a one year old you can do it. Put your mind to it get it done, put your head down and go, you can do it. Don't let your kids limit you live your life and enjoy your life as well. As long as you live, you know, happily with your kids and, you know, just do what you want to do. Live your life too.
1: Yeah. I love that. And I think that that that's so true is, and I apologize for everybody. This is going to come across punny because Dominic's a marathon runner, but like, We've said, I've said it literally in the last two episodes and I now will say it again on the third is small steps lead to big impacts. Um, and I think that that is so true is that so often, um, like you hear that, you know, dads have to be the role models. They have to be the alter dad. Like they have to be be the big, strong father. They can't do all these things, but then they'll let their own health and wellness kind of go by the wayside because they're like, well, I, I don't have time or I can't make the time. And I think that that's something that, you know, to your point is you, you can, and you should do the things for you. Like you need to have your time and your life just as much as you need to have your family time as well.
0: Just because you have kids doesn't mean you can't have goals, you know, set goals for yourself. Um, my kids, they loved watching me run. As soon as I got home, my son would ask me, can I go run? Ryan would say, let's go run. He wanted to run too. So, you know, he's watching. Your kids are watching you do the things that you're doing. They want to mimic you. So if you're running, you're outside, you're getting that exercise, they're going to want to do the same thing. And that's that's what it's all about.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I genuinely assume that, like, if you, so you said you're going to take a year off, so you won't run a marathon at 23. But I, I pretty much assume that at this point, like Ryan's going to be the, like, the youngest five, like, kid to ever run the Disney Marathon at this point.
0: Um, he can, like, he's, he's, he's going to run
1: a marathon at like five.
0: No, I think you <laughs> have to, to be 18, but you know, I want him to run. He can do the 5Ks when he turns 12. So we'll start we'll start small. Um, me and Lauren, are, Lauren's doing her half marathon. Sorry not to get off topic, but Lauren's doing her half marathon the end of February. And then we have a 10 miler toy story, 10 miler run through uh, Epcot and Hollywood Studios in the middle of April that we're really looking forward to.
1: Yeah. You guys are like a, a, just a straight up running family. Like, again, I go back to when I was visiting you guys, like you guys would get up first thing in the morning and like go for runs. And this is like, this is well before you had kids. Like, yeah. I don't even think, I don't, I don't think you guys were even married yet. Like you were still dating and living together. I don't know if you were even engaged at that point when I came down no. to visit, you were we, still in the first house in Bayville.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah. We would run all there. Cause that was along the Bay along the water there. So that was, that was a nice running, uh, trail along there running right along the barn to get back. So that was fun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. This um,
1: fun. yeah, I appreciate you coming on. So I, uh, unlike everybody else that's come on the podcast who kind of has their own thing to, to sell and pitch. Um, I do want to give you the opportunity, uh, to take a couple minutes and, and just kind of throw out whatever you want to talk about. Uh, is there anything that, you feel like we didn't talk about, or is there anything that, you know, you want to be talking about or promote or anything like that kind of floor is yours? So,
0: um, I run an Instagram account that dad at Disney, uh, Spencer mentioned it at the beginning. Um, I kind of document all, you know, me, my kids, my wife, we go to Disney every weekend. So I use this account to document, you know, my kids doing their first roller coaster or meeting, you know, the characters or anything like that. Um, And I also give advice to like, if you're going to vacation down in Disney World, because everybody knows Disney's not a relaxing vacation. It's stressful as hell. So if you need tips or anything like that, uh, follow my Instagram account. It'll help you out Um, and message me. I'll be more than happy to give you any advice you uh, need uh, when you visit the Walt Disney World Resort down here in Orlando.
1: And that only translates to Orlando, right? Like you don't you don't cover both. No, and world,
0: Disneyland too. I've been there uh, a couple times too. I love Disneyland too. So any, you know, anything, anything you need Disney wise, let me know. I'll help you out.
1: Awesome, and I will for everybody listening. I will add Dominic's uh, Instagram account that data at Disney in the show notes for you to not have to go hunting. You can just click on it; it'll take you straight there, so you can go and follow him and you know see all the awesome things. I know that uh, I think Brian. So again, today is end of January, but Ryan just this month was finally tall enough to get on to a ride, correct?
0: He finally hit his 38-inch mark, so he uh, went on his first big boy roller coaster, Seven Doors Mine Train at Magic Kingdom, and he loved it. The video, uh, the point of view video is on my Instagram account. You could see his face. He was smiling and laughing the whole time. It was awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, So for those of you listening, I went down in oh shit at this point October of 21 it was was two years ago um and it was you know very beginning we kind of got there and and Ryan was very much like okay I'm gonna hang with dad and then all of a sudden Dominic had to walk away for something and I don't think that I put Ryan down for the rest of the day he was just attached to me at the hip like I was carrying him around or or holding his hand walking around Disney for like eight more hours yeah um and it was just seeing in the
0: Caribbean, yeah. I have, yeah, picture. great. It was awesome. So
1: much yeah. fun. Wish you it guys just cool. like, be you know. I I I personally like. I like Disney. I'm a I'm a huge Marvel person personally, but I like Disney. I like Pixar. I like all of that stuff. Not nearly as much as Dominic does, but I hadn't been to Disney World in twenty something years, and like my recollection of it was so minimal. Like it was not there, and it was just so. So much fun to not only experience Disney world, but then to be able to experience it for myself, but then also seeing it through the eyes of like a two and a half year old, like it was just a totally different experience. And it was just so, so much fun to not only be there and have, have my own experiences, but being able to experience it through Ryan was just like so much fun to just see how much enjoyment he was getting out of it.
0: Yes. Yep. And that's, that's why we go every weekend because, you know, a smile never leaves their face and they always come home tired and they sleep through the night. So that's, why, <laughs> so that's why we're there every weekend.
1: <laughs> yeah. I totally hear that. I'm sure. Yep. All right, man. so is there anything else that you want to talk about?
0: That is it, man. I appreciate you having me uh, on here and I wish you the best of luck with this podcast, of course, with, and you know, everything else that you do. I'm looking forward to seeing you soon.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. So Dom, thanks again for a great interview. There's definitely a lot of good advice and good bits and pieces in here for the dads in the audience to take away. Uh, Thank you very much for sharing your Disney expertise and running experiences so graciously. Um, So thank you to everybody and all the dads in the audience listening and joining us on another amazing podcast episode of the Fit Father podcast and how one fit father has done it and even managed to run a marathon with little ones at home. To wrap up, I am Spencer Gallo of Gallo Fitness. Thank you for joining me on the Fit Father Podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to these episodes so we can keep everything ad-free and get the message out to all the dads in the world. I hope everybody has a great day, week, month, year. And I look forward to hearing you or talking to you on the next episode. Thanks, everybody.